Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Indeed, Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here in our AM 960 studios out over the San Francisco Bay. Where it's a beautiful, sunny 65 degrees. Go figure. Carol Master back in a little bit, little bit more uh, summer-like, 75 degrees in New York. How's that? Yeah, not too shabby. Hey, coming up, uh, I already put this out on Twitter, but it's uh, talking about how uh, electric cars will outsell fossil fuel-powered vehicles within two decades. So we're going to talk about that uh, story uh, in just a moment. Uh, first up, though, back to your top business stories and a check on today's trading session. Here is once again... Charlie Pellet. All right. I thank you very much, Carol Master, and perhaps a question for our next guest. Why is Tesla lower? Today's Tesla shares slumping now by 6%, 307.42 on shares of TSLA. Uh, move lower for U.S. equities. The hawkish tone from developed nation central banks continuing to royal financial markets. Stocks poised for the lowest close since May. And this update brought to you by National Realty Managers of New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and Florida. Cash Flow Real Estate, providing short duration 10 to 16% returns on cash. See them at nria.net. S&P 500 index slumping 22 points now, down 9 tenths of 1%. 27 minutes to go ahead of the closing bell. The Dow now down 153. That's a drop of 7 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 61, a drop there of 1 tenth of 1%. One, uh, 1%. The 10-year down 11.30 seconds with a yield of 2.36%. Gold advancing 240 the ounce to 12.24, up 2 tenths of 1%. The U.S. Trade deficit narrowed in May as exports rose to a two-year high. With more, here's Bloomberg's Vinny Del Judice. The data point is stronger global growth. The Commerce Department reports the trade deficit in goods and services narrowed to $46.5 billion in May. Autos and consumer goods led exports, marking the strongest showing since April 2015. Merchandise exports to South Korea set a record. Total imports, however, edged lower as less demand for autos and consumer merchandise offset record shipments of capital goods. Benny Dow, Judice Bloomberg Radio. Crude oil moving higher. West Texas Intermediate up three-tenths of one percent now to $45.26 a barrel. Recapping, S&P down 23, down by one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie. Thank you so much for that. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg. I feel like I'm at a wedding. So many bad weddings. <laughs> so little time. Celine Morrissey is going to save us from this. She's a BNF advanced, Bloomberg uh, New Energy Finance, I should say, uh, advanced transportation analyst. Uh, with a look at sort of the, the notion of electric cars and what role they're going to play in transportation going forward. Uh, and Celine, thank you for uh, joining us. Where do you see the role of electric cars and, and how big will they be in, I don't know, we're here in 2017, let's say in 20 or 30 years? Yeah, so thanks for having me. So it's, you know, it's still a very niche market. We're talking about less than 1% of new car sales are electric. So it's still very tiny. Our view is that, uh. I wish fewer than 1% of weddings had that song. Yeah, well, I've never been to one yet that has that, but we'll see. Um, winning. <laughs> Uh, but we think, you know, we, we think what drives our forecast, so I'll, the spoiler is we think more than half of uh, new car sales in 2040 will be electric. And what drives that is really our view on the costs, 
right? We, we think the critical technology, and specifically the cost of batteries, lithium-ion batteries, the stuff that Tesla is building in the Nevada desert, they are going to fall f- far enough and fast enough over the coming uh, 10 years that they will uh, allow auto OEMs to mass manufacture these vehicles that deliver the same level of utility as an internal combustion engine. We're talking about ranges of 200 miles plus for 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 lower cost of goods sold and, in, in, in effect, lower pr- sticker prices. Uh, and so we think that is going to have profound and widespread impacts on the global auto market. Hey, what about uh, something our Carl Riccadon, our chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, brought up just uh, moments ago and said, you know, on the roads over the holiday, I was, like, blown away by how cheap gas prices are. How does that impact the ramp-up to electric vehicles? It's a great question. So in our, in our, you know, we have to, when we do our modeling, we have to take an assumption about the, you know, crude prices. So we take a price, an IEA price uh, of, you know, going from $45 a barrel to about $70 a barrel in 2040 in real terms. And that is the basis of the assumption for, you know, comparing electric drive to internal combustion engine. Certainly if oil prices go, goes higher, the relative economics of EVs improves. If it goes lower, it, it you know it worsens a little bit. But our base case is the IEA's case, which is a uh, a seventy dollar barrel uh, price in twenty forty. Isn't there a shortage of lithium? No, there's not at all. Uh, there's uh, there's been run ups in the price of critical metals that go into batteries, specifically cobalt. Uh, but lithium itself, the proven reserves are gigantic. I mean, what, they're, they're, the short-term issues, I think, in the market have to do with the uh, refining and kind of uh, uh, end, end product and uh, supply chain uh, issues of, of refining. But the, the actual mineral itself, the, the, the metal itself, is, is widespread. And we, and we have tested that against our view of, you know, the amount of lithium needed to support our forecast, and it's nowhere close to, uh, to, to eating into the global reserves, proven reserves. Salim, if Elon Musk wasn't doing what he's doing in terms of his battery factory with Panasonic in Reno, would we be having this conversation today? Um, yes, we would still be having this conversation. So the global installed production capacity for lithium-ion batteries um, is in the neighborhood of 100 gigawatt hours. Um, by 2021, we think uh, there's going to be about 270 gigawatt hours online. Tesla's gigafactory in the desert is, uh, is I think, around 70 gigawatt hours. So, you know, Tesla's a, the, the shiny object, and I get it. They're a very interesting company. But there are a lot of other and very good manufacturers out there that supply batteries globally. I'm talking about Samsung SDI. I'm talking about LG Chem, BYD. These are multi-billion dollar companies that know how to do this very well and will continue to do so. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Tesla gets all the attention for that factory, and they've drawn all the attention to that factory, but it, it's Panasonic as much as anything. It's Panasonic's technology there, not Tesla's. Right, that's correct. Uh, and, and it's unclear in the joint venture wording who, uh, you know, what the split between the what, what, who, what IP belongs to who, but it's quite clear that the cell production obviously is, is on Panasonic's side. Uh, kind of interesting, and uh, not kind of interesting. I find this story fascinating. As I mentioned, I did put it out on Twitter at Carol Masser. Um, in terms of the investment perspective, what is it that investors need to think about with this ramp up? 
Well, I mean, it certainly is going to shift, you know, is going to shift um, um, supply and demand around for critical components or, sorry, I mean, commodities like oil or electricity. So uh, if you're looking on the upstream in the commodity market, we say that about 8 million barrels of transportation fuel are displaced out of the market from this kind of scenario where we're talking about a third of the global car fleet being electric. Um, with regards to electricity, we think it's about 1,800 terawatt hours of electricity demand. But then, to perspective, that's about 5% of global uh, power demand. Um, then downstream, you know, mm-hmm. into, into OEMs and consumer markets, Got yeah, you, you have to, you have to, you have to hedge yourself, and that's why you see all these big incumbent OEMs electrifying. And, and we came out with this the day Salim, Volvo. Salim, we got to run, but we'll continue this conversation another time. Salim Morsi of uh, Bloomberg BNF. See, Nathan Hager right now is going to look at world and national news headlines from our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Corey. A tense start to the G20 summit in Hamburg, Germany, a day before it actually begins. Police used pepper spray and water cannons to disperse black-hooded protesters who were taking part in a huge march through Hamburg, dubbed G20 Welcome to Hell. They say masked demonstrators threw bottles and rocks at them, set streets on fire. As to the substance of the summit, German Chancellor Angela Merkel says she hopes to find compromises and answers on a range of issues from climate change to terrorism to trade. Germany's ambassador to the U.S., Peter Wittig, says recent White House comments on trade haven't been helpful. There is a tendency of this administration to succumb to protectionist tendencies. There is, you know, um, a plan in the making uh, to impose uh, tariffs and quotas on on steel exports invoking national security interests. That would be a bad sign as we see it. Now, Congress is off for the 4th of July break, but one Republican senator is facing tough questions about his party's efforts to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act as he heads home. Jerry Moran of Kansas held a town hall today in the town of Palco, population about 300. About 150 of those people tried to cram into a community center to make their voices heard. I will not walk away from any vote I cast. I'll be explaining a no vote. I'll be explaining a yes vote. Whichever one it is. Last week, Moran announced he would oppose his party's bill. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.